Welcome to Elvarado on Match, and I'm Elvis Elvarado, and I'm hanging out with uh, with Scott again, with producer Scott. Scott, how are we doing on? Uh, what are we doing today? I'm kind of changing up the intro just a little bit. Yeah, um, unexpected, but I'm doing great today. Uh, excited to be part of the Match podcast, you know. <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, but I, yeah, I didn't do an episode earlier this week. Just got busy on the side, so I owe the listenership an extra upload sometime next week. We'll keep you posted whenever that happens. Um, I did a light launch last week of MacFootballBlog.com. I just kind of took whatever I wrote sporadically over on my Medium account and just put it into an actual blog over at WordPress. So. I'm going to have some content going on there, just little blog posts here and there, just notes just to keep myself busy and myself sane and you guys updated a little bit more than what the podcast has to offer and just have a little bit of fun with that too. Uh, it covers the same thing that this pod will, Mac football and not Mac football. Uh, we'll get to the second part of that at the very end of this. The first part though, just kind of want to catch up a little bit more on the Buffalo, uh, you know, just... Maurice Lindquist, how he's trying to hire his first coaching staff in one of the most unique, hardest ways possible. Do it in the middle of mid-May when a lot of the coaches that I'm sure are very high up on his list of guys to consider for positions that need to be filled. I'm sure they're happy at whatever other job at whatever other school that they're at. And so the guys that he's getting after, you know, their defensive coordinator, he was a guy that was just hired as a defensive analyst. Just brought over a running backs coach who's taking on his, I think it's his third, second or third job in a matter of months, too. So he's getting guys that are willing to move away, like, you know, after they've already just relocated to a new job. But uh, it's still a building process for Buffalo. Yes, it took the university itself only a week to hire the new head coach, but they saw the writing on the wall for a long time when Les Miles was exited in March and knew that their guy Leifold was very high up on Kansas's sheets to guys, sheets of guys to consider for the head coaching job. So the school itself filled, filled in Maurice Lindquist very nicely, but now Lindquist needs to, uh, I mean, he's hurrying up, but it is not easy for him to find guys. Their DC is Joe Coffin. Their offensive coordinator is Shane Montgomery. And if you're older than me and Scott, you'll probably recognize Shane Montgomery. Um, Scott, I know you're not as into the match and waters as I am, but do you know anything about Shane Montgomery? Or can you name one quarterback that he coached? Don't feel bad if you can. Can I use Google real quick? <laughs> All right, go for it. First thing I come up is Shane Montgomery missing. Well, that okay. Well, they need to find him. No, I still couldn't tell you. Ben Roethlisberger. I'm looking at his Wikipedia page. I still like I'm struggling. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger, <laughs> man. So Shane Montgomery, he was like, I think his record. I'm not looking at it right now. I'm not. Nope, not going to look at numbers right now. I think he was Miami's head coach for like four years. And before that, he was Miami's offensive coordinator and quarterback's coach. 
in the early 2000s. And that's where he coached uh, Ben Roethlisberger and company up to like a ranked year. They won the MAC championship game back in, again, I'm not going to look it up. I think it's 2003. Uh, they were like 13th ranked team, beat Bowling Green, who was also ranked at the time of the MAC title, uh, MAC championship game. So it's pretty good that he got to coach a team that saw not one, but two, you know, really good at the time MAC programs. And hopefully uh, that's the sort of level that they can keep building Buffalo up to, they finished last season ranked, which is nice. So hopefully that they can have the same sort of success moving forward, moving with Buffalo's quarterbacks. Uh, but yeah, Shane Montgomery, he did work with Ben Roethlisberger, worked with other guys, Was spent like eight years in Youngstown after his uh, Miami trial, was most recently at James Madison for the past couple of seasons. Uh, James Madison obviously made it to the the semifinal round in the FCS playoffs, right? And they lost to Sam Houston State, if I believe. I have not like kept up with much of any FCS football this year, so I it, it's a little bit hazy. I just know that they're on the TV pretty recently. But the last guy that they hired uh, is a running backs coach, actually, the guy that I said that is taking on his third job in just as many months. Uh, Mike Daniels, who used to play at Cincinnati, used to coach at Princeton. Uh, he was actually recently at Akron, was just hired by Tom Arth, like about a month ago. Obviously, things changed when he got the phone call from Linguist. And so there you go. He is just moving over. Uh, and actually, he used to coach at Buffalo previously. Daniels was coaching at Buffalo from 2009 to 2011 as a running backs coach. So it's nice to see him come back, which is, and it's funny because those are the set of years that's right before Linguist came to Buffalo and was a defensive backs coach uh, during his time there. So a couple of former Buffalo coaches back at Buffalo that know the area, know how to coach there, know how to recruit there better. And so that is going to, I would guess, probably speed things up. Uh, and they know like what kind of talent level they should be walking into when it comes to coaching that team too. So uh, good luck to them. But I mean, that's, that's still just three coaches that I know of and linguists got hired in officially. Was it a week ago now? Two weeks. I'm losing all track of time now. I think it is a week ago now that he got hired in. So. Slowly but surely, Buffalo, I mean, hopefully surely. I mean, it's not the place yet, but Buffalo still has a long way to go before it fills up its coaching roster. But right now, Joe Coughlin, defensive coordinator, Shane Montgomery, offensive coordinator, Mike Daniels, running backs coach. That's what you got so far. Uh, just to switch things up to the transfer portal really quickly, uh, Buffalo, Bowling Green, and NIU all have been hit pretty hard, Buffalo especially since Leifold left. Um, the hope for them, at least for guys that were advocating, advocating. Why do I keep saying advocating? God fucking damn it. I'm just going to keep saying advocating. Guys that were advocating for Buffalo players to withdraw their names from the transfer portal and come back to Buffalo and play for linguists because they once did too, like Khalil Mack did, like Najah Johnson did. 
like Brandon Oliver did. The only one that ended up pulling his name out of the transfer portal in all the coaching shuffling was backup quarterback Matt Myers. Otherwise, Buffalo is still losing a ton of guys, especially across the offensive line like Jacob Gall, Mike Nowitzki, losing some defensive guys like Tim Terry, Eddie Wilson, Tyrese Woods. Um, yeah, I mean, so still more guys are leaving Buffalo. Buffalo doesn't have it the best. They don't have it the worst, but they just they don't have it going on very well. And I have to assume a lot of these guys kind of know that it's going to take a while for installs of whatever playbook they're playing and they're going to be using for this upcoming season. In the end, it's just going to lead to those guys putting on potentially bad film and kind of hurt their chances in getting professional football jobs after this a little bit farther out of reach because they'll be playing with playbooks that not everyone will be on the same page as. So there's going to be a lot of confusion on the field. And so I would have to assume for a lot of these guys that can be talented enough to see rosters elsewhere, they're just looking out for themselves. And they just want to go into a system where, you know, that they're liked and that they know that they're going to get playing time. And, you know, they're going to be, they're not going to be playing catch up the whole time. They're not going to be catching up with a playbook in late October on stuff that, you know, should have been learned months and months ago. So I don't know if transferring this late is going to be the best idea for them to get that situation fixed for them, but I can understand why they might see that, even though that this is uh, a pretty decent coaching staff so far, the head coaching hire is really good, but even if they might be excited for those guys coming into Buffalo, they could still understandably say that Buffalo football in 2021 might not be the best case scenario for them. So I think that's an important side of the conversation to, uh, to at least consider a little bit when a bunch of these Buffalo guys hit the portal, even as late as it is right now. Um, the other two schools I kind of want to touch on in the portal like Bowling Green and NIU. Bowling Green has a ton of guys in the portal. And what's really funny about that is that they have eight starters from each side of the ball uh, in the transfer portal. And a lot of these guys have ended up at other FBS level institutions like Caleb Biggers is at Boise State, Andrew Clare is at Northwestern, uh, Jerry Roberts, the linebacker, he's at Arizona, Cameron Stage is at Western Kentucky. And some of these other guys, even if they're not at FBS, they're still at the D1 level. Ortega Jones is at Texas State now. Joe Ware is at Austin P. Uh, Ronald, is it Ronald? Yeah, Ronald Walders at Eastern Kentucky. Kobe Coleman, who was a really good linebacker for Bowling Green. Um, he's at SIU now. And so Bowling Green, like these guys are, like their writing on the wall is that there is no coaching change. That is the writing on the wall for them. There is no coaching change. Like, they're stuck with Scott Loeffler. Like, all of that is because Scott Loeffler's bad, not because Scott Loeffler can't bring talent in or anything like that. The recruiting is fine there. The recruiting, for whatever it's worth, is fine for Bowling Green. But all the talented players would rather just play somewhere else. And I don't see, I don't see any other reason for guys to not hit the transfer portal if Scott Loeffler's still there. 
especially if you're talented enough. Like, guys, did you watch any Bowling Green football last year? I don't think you would. I don't see why you would. But did, did you? I don't. Did you have? Yeah, no, you didn't. Okay. I didn't know if your work made you watch any of that or not. No, I, so for my work, a lot of stuff we do based on how good the uniforms are. And it's not a joke. <laughs> Bowling Green's uniforms are usually so hard to read that I try to avoid doing anything with them. That's fair. That is fair. And it's not like, like, even when you watch Bowling Green and like you, like, it's important for you to like know like the uniforms and all that, like you just said. Uh, the quality of camera work that they're, letting the people at Bowling Green use is not that great either. You're not watching it in 1080p. And they're also, yeah, they're just bad. They're just really bad too, so. Well, I just said, yeah, like the quality is bad. Their team quality is not great. Uniform quality is not great. It all equals a, not a, not a game Scott wants to do for work. Yeah, no, no, bueno. And uh, and NIU, just looking at how they've been affected, and looking at how NIU's been impacted in the transfer portal, they're losing a shit ton of guys, a lot, a lot of guys. I think, I think they're at, by my count, twenty six, I believe, twenty six players in the portal. Only two of those guys that left were starters in the 2020 season, and both of them, uh, Weston Kramer, defensive lineman, he's in Indiana. Receiver Dennis Robinson, he's at Hawaii. Both of them are at FBS-level institutions again, which is good for them. A bunch of these other players, and I mean a bunch of them, are currently still not at other schools, even if they've been in the portal since November or December. And these guys, the biggest trend I found there, like they're mostly, you know, sophomore and junior level players that haven't seen the field because a lot of the seniors that made it to the starting 22 rotation, um, you know, they're good, right? Like they, for the most part, they don't want to leave. And a lot of the other guys that are making it into the starting lineups are either those experienced seniors or they're the freshmen that. Uh, Thomas Hammock and company are all just kind of banking on. And if you're not in either one of those groups, you're somewhere in the middle and you're getting squeezed out. And a lot of, and I don't know if it's because, you know, they just prioritize the freshmen over these other guys, whether or not they've also been recruited by Hammock, um, or if they're just not straight up, just not good enough to see the field. Um, maybe that's proven by the fact that they haven't landed at other schools. I don't know their, what all they have going on there. But no matter how you look at it, that's still like 26 guys leaving one school all at once just through transfers. It'd be one thing if they were graduating 26 guys and they have to like replace them with the younger guys. But 26 guys came in to NIU because they wanted to play football and now they're like, no, thank you. And some of these guys were recruited by Hammock. Others weren't. But it's, it's still just a ton of guys that I just can't oversee. And there's not, like, a lot of easy rules in place to, like, supplement 
NIU having guys coming in. What's up? Well, I wanted to I wanted to ask you real quick. So there's this tight end I wanted to talk to you about on NIU that's transferring. I know who you're gonna ask. Go for it. Maximilian Thrower. It's <laughs> just the coolest name ever. That just got breezed over really quickly. Yeah, he's not a quarterback. Just very, very awesome that that's his name, but very disappointing that he is not a quarterback. Yeah, I know. Like, that's the kind of name where as soon as you, like, insert that name into your road to glory on NCAA, you automatically have 99 throw power. That's that's what the settings say. Like, you put oh, that yeah. name in, bang, bang, boom, you, you just game shark your way into 99 throw power as a as a as a freshman. Sorry, I had to I had to bring that up because that made me so happy to see. <laughs> so thanks for letting me well, discuss that for that half second. Well, I'm glad you did because like if if you would have left it up to me and I would not have said it, that would have been erasure. And like people that listen to this show would have no idea that that beautiful name still exists. He doesn't exist in NIU anymore, unfortunately. He's at Morgan State, but you know, more power to Morgan State. I'm happy for them. They have one of the best names. Uh, last thing, I, last couple things I want to touch on, they're sort of just plugs, really, uh, before we head out of here. Uh, again, check out MacFootballBlog.com for bullshit. Uh, I cover Mac football and I cover not Mac football. The first not Mac football thing I wrote Took 10 seconds to write, and it was inspired by my activity on Twitter. Uh, Scott, I don't know if you've seen it, but I put Tim Tebow in my Mount Rushmore. Your Twitter Mount Rushmore? Essentially. Um, So I mute full names from popping up in my Twitter feed. And Tim Tebow was the fourth full, is the fourth full name i muted from having updates on my twitter timeline so i'm tired of his ass i'm tired of like people talking about him and being retweeted on my timeline so thank you and not really a thank you but congratulations congratulations to the one and only tim tebow for being the fourth name in my twitter's mount rushmore and the other names that are muted from popping up on my twitter feed are as follows tim tebow Candace Owens, Brian Kilmeade, and Tucker Carlson. Congratulations, Tim Tebow. You are in an esteemed company. And honestly, I think that those four right there should start a podcast. I don't know what it'd be about. There's, there's like way better names you could block, but it's just those are just the four random ones I feel like. You better come up with and then throw them up there. <laughs> I, I'm, I think my Twitter timeline is a little bit better for it, though. Like, there are other names I should be putting in there. I don't disagree. But uh, it is what it is. I, I'm going to once I once we hit off, like, once I once we sign off on here, Scott, I'm going to have to go down another list for you because I have, a, I have another really funny Twitter list that I got to show you. But, uh, yeah, that is that is my Mount Rushmore. Congratulations to the one and only Tim Tebow. 
I hope you have a great job uh, teaching uh, Trevor Lawrence, first overall draft pick, uh, proven quarterback, to uh, do good football things, I guess. I don't know. And thank you for listening to another episode of El Brado Max. And again, I do owe you another upload sometime soon. I'll let you know when that happens. Uh, again, I'm Alex Alvarado. Don't take Mac football too seriously. And I'll talk to you all next time. <laughs>